Hey y'all, welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm your host, Ainsley B, and I can't wait to share with you some amazing guests on this season of the podcast. Our goal here is to help one another find, keep, and share our wild confidence in Christ. I'm so thankful you're joining us, and if you love the episode today, I'd be so grateful if you left a review or shared it with a friend. All right, all right, let's hop in. I can't wait to meet our guest today. Brittany Estes has been coaching and championing women for over 10 years. She is a professional and certified life coach who has worked in large churches utilizing her skills. She's a wife to her high school sweetheart and mother to seven children. How amazing. Her days are filled with dance parties, confetti, and all the coffee. I just love her. She's not your normal mom or pastor's wife. She's tattooed, pink-haired, firecracker, and she really speaks her mind. I just so enjoyed our time together. And really, the freedom that she lives in drives her mission to help everyone she meets. You can keep up with her online at BrittanyEstes.com and on Instagram at jbrittanyestes. Let's meet Brittany. Brittany, welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm so excited to chat with you today. How are you though? Let's start there. I am great. I mean, it's not too far into the day, so I've got a lot accomplished already. Like I text my husband this nice. morning and I said, emailed this person, did this, did that. And I was like, oh, before 830. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I am a superhero. <laughs> Meanwhile, he has like a real job. So he's already at work. And I'm like, I just want you to know I can do it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did the thing. <laughs> right. No, honestly, that is the best feeling. Like if you can knock out like just even a few things on your to-do list, it is yes. so empowering for the rest of your day. You're like, I'm good to go. Right. Something yeah. in it. Like, oh, so good. Yeah. Okay. I have to tell you and everyone listening why my voice is just an octave lower today. And <laughs> I honestly am not hundred percent sure, but I think that it's a combination of, I taught like 12 Legree classes this week when I normally only teach like four and then uh, just inconsistent sleep schedules, you know, I'm just, right. I, I just feel like my voice box is just weak today. So that's why I sound just low, like deep. It's just, <laughs> just tired, fine, but it's different. <laughs> like, yeah, it's tired and it may sound different than other episodes. It's, I don't know, maybe not, maybe, maybe no one cares. Maybe someone does, but I just said, this is all I have to give you today. So it's yeah. just showing up. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, I am not productive by 8am. So <laughs> you can try, you will fail. <laughs> oh, okay. So other than those, you know, fun little tidbits, let's talk about your book, tell just who you are in general, all the things, all the details. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how you feel that your book is out in the world right now. Yeah. So my name is Brittany Estes, like you said, and I am a speaker, a life coach, really. I'm an inner dialogue coach. So I help people shift oh. from broken harmful narratives, finding truth and replacing that. So really shifting the way they think. But um, I'm a mom of seven children, which is always, I know that you can't insane. see in video, but <laughs> yeah, Ainsley's eyes were big. Um, yeah. I usually get that reaction. Yeah. Um, and my husband what? is a children's pastor. So I guess that works out that we have a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah. We, we always tell people we move to a new church and we automatically like increase the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> immediate <laughs> results. <laughs> right. That's our strategy. No, that is hilarious. Um, <laughs> um, and 
honestly, it feels completely surreal for my book to be out in the world. I mean, you know this because you wrote a book. It's just, you work so hard behind the scenes for years to make it happen and the buildup and you're talking about it. And then the moment hits the world, you're like, oh, oh, okay. This is, this is real, real life, you know, seeing Mm -hmm. it in people's hands out in the open. You're like, oh, oh gosh, like this is nuts. So it's exciting and scary all at the same time. Yes, I know it really is. And I actually compare it often to childbirth, oddly enough. (laughs) But just like all the work that you're anticipating, you're dreaming, you're, you know, what is this going to be like? What is this going to be like? What is this going to be like? And the hard work and all of that. And then, you know, come when you're actually having the baby, the the next like week or so is kind of chill. It's kind of silent because it's out in the world, but people haven't fully consumed it yet. The book, right? Right. Right. in this like newborn kind of stage where you're just at home, you're kind of tucked away. It's you're just surviving at that point, but, and you're exhausted (laughs) and you're exhausted. Yeah, exactly. The same thing kind of, I felt, I felt like that whenever I was putting it out and then the momentum starts to pick up, you start to get back in those rhythms. You start to hear about what people think about the book and all of those things. So um, that's how I always just think about it. Thanks. And you have had a lot more kids than me. So you will be able to <laughs> speak to that. Yes, more. <laughs> I will agree to that analogy. <laughs> I cannot imagine having all of those hands and feet. Like there's just, that's so many. Yes. Well, I mean, our goal was four. So clearly we overshot that. We were just like, why, why not? I you mean, it might have been adopted. Goal. Yes, I did almost double. So two are <laughs> adopted. So I feel like I kind of skirted the system on that one. I mean, it's a different kind of birth, you know, all together. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's still amazing. Just to even, I don't know, care for and tend to this right. sweet little angel babies. Um, what are their age spans or like, what's the, Six, the age span? 16 down to nine. So I mean, wow. like, yeah, we had five kids in six years. <laughs> It was I'm, not the plan. Not I'm the plan. Shook. I am shook. That is amazing. Okay. I could literally talk to you about that all day <laughs> because I'm like, I have so many questions. Um, because I'm got it hanging on by a prayer with one. But let's actually get into your book. So you can get it anywhere books are sold. I want to just ask that right yes. off the bat. Okay, perfect. Absolutely. And it is called Flip the Script. Mm-hmm. which I love. That's such a fun title. So tell us what even inspired you to write this book. Yeah. So I was um, mentoring two girls um, a couple years ago and they were both a little younger than I was. One was like in high school, the other was in college. And in a span of a week, they both kind of just snapped where one um, tried to end her life and wow. the other one had like a very public nervous breakdown. Cops were called and everything like that. And, and i was kind of witness to both of these scenarios and the Lord just kind of woke me up one morning and and was like, do you see, here's the problem. Women my age and older are still struggling with their worth and their identity, like listening to these harmful narratives and just focused on ourselves. And because of that, we weren't looking to this younger generation who is, I would consider drowning at rapid rates. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't waste any more time on my generation, which is not true. This message has been so beautiful and that it's spanned many different age groups, but 
the heart of it was, okay, I'm going to get down. I'm going to reach this next generation. And I'm hoping that while I'm helping pull them up, we can get you settled and then you can turn and stop focusing on yourself and pull them up too. So that's just really where it just kind of started and morphed and grew from there. I'm so in love with that. I'm not that that happened, but that you feel that calling and that the Lord Mm -hmm. really revealed that to you because I have similarly such a heart for the next generation. And when it comes to my generation, I'm like, y'all, we got to get our stuff together. Like we have people that we need to tend to and like all absolutely next generation hands and feet and, you know, precious angel babies of the next generation. Like it is up to us to be the people that we needed when we were younger. And I love that that is just, you know, also someone else's heart. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, we can't do it alone. I mean, I really truly feel like this next generation has the power to change the world. And also I think because of that, they are being attacked like nothing else. So it's our job to stop worrying about ourselves and then turn and help them. So that's kind of like, all right, guys, here, here's your, here's your safety raft. Let's go. Let's, let's get this done. I'm so obsessed with you in life in general. (laughs) Okay. You have probably by now heard me talk about the Enneagram 15 million times. I think it is one of the most helpful tools for relationship change and self-reflection that I've ever used outside of the Bible, of course. Now, I use a gospel approach whenever I'm talking about the Enneagram and especially whenever I am coaching people through their type and all the questions that might come with discovering your type. I am an official licensed Enneagram coach and I would love to work with you on your Enneagram type and your um, self-discovery journey. So shoot me an email or check out my website, EnneagramWithAB.com to learn more. Okay, so so who should read this book? Should next generation and our generation, or who oh should my read goodness. It? everybody so as, together? Yes, Ooh. as we like wrote it, we realized that this spans all people, and I've had even men reach out, which is kind of funny because I'm like the cover does not lend to a man's design. Yeah, um, but they were like, I needed this message too. I had a seven year old wow. woman say. Um, you may not have written this book for me, but I needed this, or I wished I would have had this 20 years ago. And so I think what the Lord was like, here's the seed planted. I'm just going to do so much more than you could imagine. And it's really just spanned everybody, you know, like this is a book for all people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because even when you're thinking about the concept of serving the generation, you know, under you, that Mm -hmm. can span everybody. Well, and we are all focused and listening to broken narratives and scripts. Like everyone, I would almost guarantee that there's a point in your life, even today, where you're believing something that is less than truth, less than God's best for you. And so how do you take that and flip that and replace it with truth and really shine and live out the way that God has called you to? So it's not like limited to one person or one generation. It's a whole human race problem and struggle. Wow. You're so right. There was a a quote that you said, um, and it said, my eyes opened to a generation of drowning young women who searched for worth, validation, truth, and purpose. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't agree more. And I'm just curious in your experience, where did you find that they were searching for those things? Gosh, it's, here's the paradox between these two people, these 
this generation is they want truth and they are trying and digging so hard for it. So it's not like they're just passive and like, this doesn't matter. This is not a big deal. It's they're hunting and searching for it and they'll Mm -hmm. go to the world and they'll try it for a little bit and be like, okay, nope, that's, that's not working. Or they will search their friends. They will call out bluff, like nobody's business because they're working for what really matters. And the problem is I find a lot of times is that a lot of the church has kind of messed that up and we're holding to things that don't matter, that don't count, that don't weigh up against really what the truth of God words says. And because of that, they're turning away going, nope, this can't be it either. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not the truth. Let me show you what truth looks like. Let me show you how Satan has jumped in and deceived you in all of these areas. And let me show you how you can flip the script and really live better. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm like, yes, yesing and amening. I think my head's going to fall off of my neck because I'm just like nodding the whole time. (laughs) You're so right. This is so good. So I guess my question as I'm thinking about the meat of this book Mm -hmm. and the lessons that are just all packed in there, how did you flip the script? Man, um, I love that question because I think people look at me on social media and like you're watching me right now and you see this brilliant, vibrant rainbow flag, uh, sunshine up above me. Um, and they think, okay, Brittany, you could have never felt broken at all. Mm, And like, that's not the truth. The reality is I have walked out this message in my own daily life to get to the point where I can say, this is the other side. Let me help you to it. Um, there was Mm. a stage in my life and I write about it in the book where, um, I was living out as a pastor's wife. And there was one day when, um, my husband was called into the office and basically with a finger shoved at his chest saying, if your wife does not get herself under control, if she does not sit back and sit quiet and parent the children, then your job is on the line. And he went, yes. And he went on to explain that, you know, we couldn't tell anyone about this, that we had to listen. If he couldn't get me under control, that we would be fired. And I remember sitting in my car Uh, because my husband called me out when he got home from that meeting and we sat in the car and he told me, and I was wrecked because I thought, how could I be living in such a way that this could be the result that he would be fired. And at the same time, being my husband going like, there's nothing wrong with what she's doing because I was a bright and vibrant person. I would jump up on the stage and do events with him because we love doing ministry together. I am, I mean, a leader. I am like, I love leading. And it's not like, Oh, this is the Brittany show. It was, this is how God equipped me and we're using it together. But it was a problem in that instance. And I literally thought, okay, there's something wrong with me. And it was like that script took a hold. And I could remember points in my past growing up where, all right, yes, there was something wrong with you. They didn't like you because of that. Or, Oh wait, you missed this because there was something wrong with you. And it had just threaded through my entire life to a point where I was just like, I'm in hiding. I can't talk. Like I would uh, ask my husband before I posted something on Instagram or social media, was this okay? Are you okay with this? Not that he would ever wonder or care, but I was so worried. And it had broken me to a point where I questioned my church. I questioned my faith. I questioned all this going, God, what happened? And so I had to really work through that. And the Lord just brought me out of it and was like, okay, it was precious in the fact that in the hiding place, we really rebuilt all the things that were broken down. And it was so much stronger now, you know, than it was then. And he was like, I've created you this way. 
because I need to use you in this way and your freedom will be contagious to other people. So now I get to really live out in how I am because I'm like, this is who he's made me to be. I can trust that the Holy Spirit is going to be like, okay, maybe you messed up a little bit there, Brittany, which is true. I'm human. I'm going to mess up. But the more I embrace how he's called me to be and who he's called me to be, the more I can actually step into my purpose. And so that season just really like, <laughs> like in uh, Genesis, what God, you know, man meant for harm, God has turned for good. Like that's really what happened out of that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I just, I feel like I identify with everything that you're saying so much because, and I know that other people have heard this, you know, the, the narrative of you're too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is oh, yeah. spoken over women so often. Absolutely. And that is, it can be just so damaging because it really makes you start to question God. Like, why did you make me this way? Or did you Absolutely. not make me this way? And I'm supposed to be a different way. And I don't mm-hmm. know how to get to that different way. Absolutely. And it's such oh. a lie from the enemy, like such a lie. And I think that's where a lot of our issues are rooted in is we're believing these statements and not living, you know, the way that he's called us to be like, he didn't make a mistake. Like it was not mm. like, Oh wait, Ainsley, whoops, you're a girl. Sorry. I didn't mean to make you this way. Oof, yeah. I'm going to have to fix that. You know? Yeah. Never, never. Yeah. And the thing that you, well, you said two things that I really loved one, just the idea, like, this is the other side. Let me help you get through it. Like that is mm. just mm-hmm. a very powerful uh, image that we can think of as we serve the next generation. Yeah. But also the thing that you said is your freedom will be contagious to other people. Yeah. And when I think about like people really, really walking in their identity and their confidence and their wild confidence, if you will. Yeah. That is contagious. People look at that and they say, that's what I want. That thing Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. have and it's freedom in Christ and it's identity. Right. And it's not like, oh, they're looking at you going, I want to be like you. They sense something about it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I want this. And the cool thing is you get to them be like, and it's because of him. This is why I shine like that. This is why I can live like that. So it's really a beautiful, you know, thing that we get to be a part of less about us and more about him. Yeah. It's like a, I mean, our freedom allows us to share the gospel in such an authentic and beautiful, mm-hmm. fun way. Like right. A way that's fun and vibrant and exciting and that people want to be a part of. And we get the opportunity to invite them in. Absolutely. With all of our wild confidence, vibrant colors, like loud, right. you have pink hair. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. The most common dating question I get is, what do you think about apps? And I wanna tell you about my favorite dating app to refer people to. It's called Salt. So it's free to use. And unlike other Christian dating apps, it's made by Christians for Christians. So you can go in knowing that you already have the most important thing in common, your faith and values. Y'all, I personally have not only met the team, but I have two close friends who can really speak to the validity of this app. And they say it takes some of the cringe out of those conversations. Can I get an amen? (laughs) And you can download Salt from App or Play Store. And after creating your profile, use code WILD for six weeks free premium. This is for US and Canada only. 
And please DM me to let me know how you like it because admittedly, I'm over-invested in your dating lives. <laughs> and I, I really do believe that this is a step forward in getting back to healthy dating. So y'all check SALT out and don't forget to use code WILD. Okay, so and one of the things that you just said, it was something about the enemy and um, you know his tactics. And one of the things that you've mentioned before is like that Satan is predictable. Mm-hmm. I just, A, I couldn't agree more. And B, I just kind of want to hear your thoughts on that. Like, how did you come to that realization? And what does that mean that Satan is predictable? Yeah. Um, well, I think we expect him to be so sneaky and conniving. And the problem is he pops up in the places that we've been hit before the same way, always. And we just mm-hmm. forget and discredit that. And, um, I think once we realize, okay, this is somewhere like more with me, this is somewhere that I may get triggered. So I have to develop strategies when I start feeling like, oh, wait, this person may be calling me out because I'm too much or this or that. Like I have to be like, nope, that's not truth. So anytime I start feeling that way, I'm like, mm, I'm sorry, Satan, not today. Like we're, we're not going to do this. I understand what truth is and I'm going to refuse to believe that and like sit in that. And I'm going to actually embrace what God has said. And then I'll choose to step out into that. That's one thing I talk about in the book is it's great to say these things over and over again, but you need to actually put it into practice. And so in my book, we actually have tangible things to walk through. Okay. Now that we walk through this great. Now put it into practice because if you don't bring your body and mind together, then you're just, it's lip service. It's not really doing any good. So I have to embrace the things. A lot of times it's, I have to go out on a run and I have to process these things because I'm not going to sit in a slump and just let those words take over. I'm going to make a move and, and really embrace what truth says and bring myself into it. And the more I do that, the easier it is to spot and disagree with that lie and then embrace what truth says. Yes. I really like the, the body, the physical kind of connection mm-hmm. that you're making too. That's for sure. It's just interesting because it's so important and you don't think about that as much. Right. Right. Well, yeah, because you think, okay, I can just, I can just do it with my mind. I can just do it. But the problem is you are attacked through your mind. And so it's easy. We sit in negative thoughts. 85% of our thoughts are negative and 90% of them are familiar, which means you hear a negative thought and then it's repeated over and over again. So that's bad news, but it's also good news in the fact if you start replacing it with truth and you can continue to reinforce that cycle, 90% of those thoughts are going to be familiar. So you're sitting there going, I can just think the truth to this negative thought. Well, you've had so much history with that negative thought that one time is not going to help. So if we start bringing the rest of our body in alignment with what we're thinking, then it'll start to actually help us replace with truth and believe it head to toe faster than if we were to just be like, okay, you're right. I am worth it. I mean, how many times does people say that about and you're like, no, 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 that's not true. Or you discredit it because you don't really believe it. Yeah. And I, and I always think like, well, how do I believe that? Mm -hmm. You know, like what, Mm -hmm. what is this that's making me believe it, mm-hmm. you know, right. but whenever I do think about the, the history of God's promises and the ways that I, whenever I do walk in the fulfillment of his grace and the identity that he's called me into, that's mm-hmm. whenever I really believe it. Right. Right. Is whenever Absolutely. he is a part of that, you know, the mm-hmm. part of that narrative. Right. Okay. So do you, 
it's whenever we're thinking about like the mental and like the scripts and they're just repeating over and over in our head. And then the Bible telling us, you know, take captive every thought you're even talking about the physical pairing, the physical with this mental. And that's, do you feel like that's like the key in overcoming these or like, how do you, how do you take captive every thought? It literally has to be a moment by moment thing. Like I have to, I have to put my body into practice and that's what I encourage other people to do. But I don't think it's a one time and done thing. It's a daily, all right, today I'm going to suit up. I'm going to be ready. And then when it happens, I have to adjust and flip the script. I was telling someone the Mm -hmm. other day, never have I had to live out this message more than in writing this book. So even though I understand everything I wrote and I'm like, yeah, this is great advice or this is what you should do. I literally have to on the daily say, okay, (laughs) things are going crazy around here. And this can make me feel like I'm a failure. I'm not doing this right. I'm like, oh, that's not true. What do I know is truth? And so I have to stop, realign and walk out what I've said to do to remind myself of truth. But the cool thing is the more I do it, the faster it becomes and the Mm. easier it is to spot these things out. Um, one thing that I wanted very important in my book was not to be very scientific or statistical or anything like that, because I think we can get caught up in these things and think, get overwhelmed by, oh my gosh, our brain is so crazy. We have to do all these things. I really wanted it to be like, not only have I found freedom, but here's stories of other people. And it helps you to feel seen in those moments where you pick up these little pieces and you're like, yes, this is where I'm at. Oh my gosh, there is actually hope. So then you can follow these easy, not mind blowing, like crazy, cool new ideas. But when you pair them together, like, oh, okay, I can do this. I can walk this out. I can try just this one thing, this one time and find a little bit of freedom. And there's something in you, it just breaks. And the moment you feel that little freedom, you're like, awesome. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to do it again. And just really reinforcing these ideas. Yes, that is so good. That is so true. And I'm like thinking about all the ways, I mean, I'm in my own mind thinking what scripts have I believed just today that I didn't take the time to flip and absolutely, what did that mean for the rest of my Mm -hmm. day? Or what did that mean for that moment? Like what lies were, was I believing and reinforcing, Mm -hmm. you know, that I could have avoided by remembering my identity? Because like you said, it's moment by moment. It's like, Mm-hmm. you have to actively be in the space to fight. Absolutely. Absolutely. You either things. reinforce the negatives with your you know, body and mind and stuff, or you reinforce the positive. So that's and again, you why choose. I, right. You get to choose and you oh, have the power yeah. through Christ to do that. That's yeah. the incredible thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You're so right. I love this so much. I'm wondering like, okay, I really want to take this book and like lead other people through it and do it. Can we do it like as a study? Like, can we read through it together? Absolutely. Um, That's been when in one of the chapters I talk about, like now that you've gone through it, great. Pass it along to someone else, like buy one for them. Then even Mm. more importantly, like do it with somebody. Like we're meant for community. You don't need to do this alone. God has called you to be with other people. So the beauty is you get to do it with other people. And it's been one of the biggest blessings to have someone buy the book. And then they messaged me and said, I had to order five more because I just wanted my friends to have it. And I just wanted us to do it together. And I thought, 
this is what I prayed for. Yes. And you know, as an author, you're not like, oh my gosh, they sold more books. No, you're like, yes, freedom. Like this is my call to you. You're joining in. You get it. You get to bring other people along on this journey. And there's nothing better than that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. I remembered my thought earlier. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Thank God. Um, It had to do with when you were saying that you had to really live out Mm -hmm. what you were writing. And I just really agree with that. And I I think that that's one thing that I always want to tell anyone that I'm leading is like, whatever we are going to be talking about or working on, like this freedom. And like you said earlier, that Satan is predictable. This freedom isn't going to come without an attack. Like you have to be ready that absolutely that there's going to be some resistance. And um, in my book, Don't Date a Booboo Dude, I was like, you should expect your ex to text you while we're talking Absolutely. about this. Like if you're walking through healing, you need to expect that somebody's going to come around. That's not good for you. Somebody's going to reach out that shouldn't be reaching out or, you know, and that's in that context. But like in this context, the spiritual warfare on your mind is probably mm-hmm. going to increase or those lies Absolutely. feel louder and louder and louder. So I think the the being prepared and the being aware of what could happen is so mm-hmm. crucial to this journey of freedom. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. When I was actually that. writing my book, so I have like five different sections where I tackle some of the biggest areas that I notice women are, I mean, I guess men as well are getting attacked. And each week that I would sit down to write, like it was almost like clock. I would deal with that thing, whether it was comparison yes. or worth or whatever. Yes. And I was like, like it just became a joke and comical at the end. I'm like, well, this week I'm writing about loneliness and then I'm I'm waiting for that to happen. And it was (laughs) like, I really sat in that and I was kind of like, okay, can I write about this? Can I show people the way to freedom through this? Will I walk out what I'm telling you to do? And I had to actually do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so true. Oh, I (laughs) dealt with the same thing. I just, but on the other side of it, is how we can best serve. Like we're going back to you saying, this is the other side. Let me help you get through it. Not only was that in my past and I was able to overcome it, but it's on a micro level on a weekly basis. As I sit down and write, you know, I have these little reminders that are coming up that I can share. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. Okay. Where can we connect with you on social media? And um, we already talked about grabbing the book anywhere books are sold, Mm -hmm. but I'm just so excited that so many people are um, loving it already. So how can we just keep up with you? So on all social media, I'm J Brittany Estes. Um, It's an inside joke. I'll have to tell that story one day, but so (laughs) it's just J Brittany Estes. (laughs) That's so funny. Okay, perfect. And then your website is BrittanyEstes.com. Yes, it is. Awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I'm so pumped about um, your book and what the Lord is just calling you into with everything that's next and the impact that it's going to make, not only for the next generation, for our generation, and even the ones older than us and wiser and ahead of us. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so, so much for spending time with us today and hanging out here on Wild Confidence. 
I hope that you feel encouraged and ready to tackle the day, feeling even more confident than you did before you started listening. I'd be so thankful if you left a review or shared this episode with a friend and I'll see you soon. Oh, don't forget. Let's connect on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Ainsley B and I hope to meet you there.